the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prop Show. I'm sure I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. So a few years ago in Chicago when he was doing his uh, tour of uh, screenings of Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks, I went to see uh, Mel Brooks. He would, the movie would be screened, so everybody watched the movie, and then Mel Brooks would come on stage and answer questions for about an hour. And this is, you know, just a few years ago. He's, I think he was 91 at the time. And it was such a good time because Blazing Saddles is such a classic comedy and because Mel Brooks is just so wildly sharp i mean it was basically an hour not really of asking uh, taking questions but more just using questions as the opportunity to riff a few stories uh, for uh, five minutes at a time i mean it was just such a fun time and he's such a i mean a great artist mel brooks and of course the first question he gets asked and this is you know three years ago think what it would be today i don't even know if he could ask the question uh, or anybody would be allowed to attend and i don't mean because of covid19 related uh, restrictions he was asked three years ago or so could you make the movie today? And he immediately said no. Three years later, rough, roughly speaking, I think the question would be, could you screen the movie you did make today? And I think the answer would probably be no. For more on the death of comedy, particularly if you have a perspective that is not consistent with the established orthodoxy of the identitarian culture, we're pleased to be joined by Christian Toto. You can get all of his work at Hollywood in Toto. That's T-O-T-O dot com, Hollywood in Toto. Also, this piece I'm referencing with respect to conservative comedians that are particularly being targeted by the big tech censors. Uh, you find this piece at realclearinvestigations.com, and I'll tweet it out at Dan Proft and at Dan Proft Show as well. Christian, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, you know, I want to just say right away that it isn't just conservative comedy or jokes. Right. Uh, one of the main people in my piece is Ryan Long, who's a very funny fellow from Canada, moved to New York recently. And a lot of his stuff is really just poking back at woke culture. And that really is not technically left or right. And it's also not technically political. But he's facing some big tech suppression. And I, I think that's important to say it's not just a left-right thing. It's more, I think what you mentioned, sort of the orthodoxy. What's the, what is the accepted wisdom that we need to listen to? And what are the jokes we can tell? It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm especially conservative, certainly not limited to it. I mean, I wouldn't call Mel Brooks. I, I don't think he's a conservative. I have no idea, actually, but I, I, I would su- suspect he isn't. But, I mean, do you agree with me that it, forget forget remaking Blazing Saddles or making it today? Could, could he even screen the movie he did make today? You know, I think Mel Brooks is kind of grandfathered in in the woke culture mindset. Dr. So Seuss isn't. Yeah, that's no, that's true. But Mel's still here. He's been such a wonderful, yeah. funny, upbeat presence. And I think, and I also think that conservatives for years have been saying Blazing Saddles couldn't exist today. And of course, Mel Brooks also, you know, confirms that. But so I think there is some self-awareness on, on the hard left that, gosh, maybe we don't want to target that film. We'll target everything else and maybe we'll get there eventually. So I'm, right. I'm not 100% sure. 
But the bottom line is that they couldn't make it today. You couldn't, you know, the movie makes fun of racism. I mean, that's of course. one of the key driving elements. So you can't make a movie making fun of racism if to get to those jokes, you have to kind of go into uncomfortable territory. Just think of what that says. Well, right. I, I mean, and the fact that we're even having this discussion about whether or not you think you could, he could scream Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. Uh, um, and, and it also, you know, all you have to do is start attaching some, some meaning to the positions that are being taken, but people are unwilling to do that. For example, so are you telling me Cleveland Little was a white supremacist? And Richard Pryor was, uh, I think, a co-writer Richard, on that film, too. Yeah, right, right. And Gene Wilder, of course, had this great career with Richard Pryor, collaborations with Richard Pryor, and so on and so forth. I mean, it's just absurd. Um, but but as you point out in your piece at realclearinvestigations.com on this it's not just um uh, it's it's not just in that form it's also in written form satirical writing so the onion which is so popular well that that survives but babylon b which takes the same posture as the onion of being satirical towards those in positions of authority well they're being satirical when they're being satirical in the wrong directions they get uh, put into facebook jail the Babylon Bee part of the story is really amazing because the site is very funny, very cutting edge. It's certainly right of center, but they've, they've been poking President Trump for quite some time now. But what's happening to their material, how the fact checkers are swooping in, how Facebook is putting them in, in Facebook jail time and time again, it is really amazing. And again, their crime is telling jokes that the mainstream comedy culture won't tell. And they're doing it quite well. They're, they're not hacks. This is very funny material. But they are, I mean, this, they've been uh, being hit by these various groups for years now. It isn't just the last six months. It's been going on for a while, and I fear it will get worse. Uh, when we come back with Christian Toto, editor of HollywoodInToto.com, uh, I want to get his reaction to the uh, this uh, monologue that uh, Bill Maher offered uh, against some of the censoriousness that we're describing. How important was it uh, continue this conversation about uh, uh, the uh, social media crackdown, crackdown on culture, uh, generally speaking, by identitarians right after this. The more you listen, the more you'll know. This is, this is the Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Christian Toto, editor of HollywoodandToto.com. Do check out his piece that we were talking about before the break. So this conservative, com- so this conservative comic goes on social media and dot 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 at RealClearInvestigations.com. As I said, I'll also tweet it out. Um, and but Christian, I want to get to this this um, point about um, not just having to hew of the line, whether in comedy or any other artistic expression but really the stifling of culture it's not only it's 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 oppressive and it's going to result in a culture that is that produces less great work yeah i couldn't agree more and uh you know some comedians have talked about this ricky gervais has been very strong on this issue and uh, bill maher you know is a, a very progressive fellow uh you know that's very clear but he is one of the few comedians, especially in late night TV, who's willing to kind of move away from his party and tell some real bigger truths. 
and he's done it on multiple levels at multiple times. But I think his warnings about cancel culture and what's happening in our society are, are very valuable. And I think he's often very eloquent when he says them. Well, I, although I, I would say, you know, some of it, uh, I, I, I have to, to, to watch somebody like Bill Maher and say, well, you know, this, your sort of brand of nihilism generally and your qualifications, even with that monologue that was so celebrated from this past week, um, you know, you, you in part brought us here. I mean, I, he's, he's not, you know, he's, he sort of plays the free speech absolutist from time to time, but at this, uh, but, 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 but I, I'm not sure that there's sort of a consistent thread throughout, uh, you know, Bill Maher's philosophy about uh, art and individual expression. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but I also will point to other late night show hosts, including Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers and Stephen Colbert, who, after Dr. Seuss was partially canceled, they seemed giddy about it. In the case yeah. of Jimmy Kimmel, he's, his only fear was that this whole culture war argument could get President Trump get Donald Trump back in the White House. That was his fear, not about the culture, not about expression, not about the love of reading that Dr. Seuss has, has given to countless kids. You know, so Bill, I have to give Bill Maher a lot of credit for kind of stepping off the progressive side of the aisle, because I think in doing so, I think he opens himself up to significant criticism. And also, it, it's more, listen, what, you know, if, if, if a Ben Shapiro talks about this, it's, it's important, it's valuable. But when someone on the on the decidedly left of center aisle says it, I, I think he can reach other people. Yeah, that's fair, fair enough. Uh, now, the the other thing about Dr. Seuss, much like you were talking about, we were talking about before the break about Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles. I mean, Dr. Seuss and the whole um, and, and so much of his work was about yeah, understanding differences and then not letting differences divide. So, I mean, you know, so much of his, his, his message to kids reading or being read his books was unifying and move beyond uh, innate characteristics rather than getting beset by them. Yeah, I agree completely. Also, you know, when this story kind of builds and builds like it is right now, what the mainstream media will do is say, uh, you know, offensive images removed or racist. And, and then, you kind of, what were the images? Were they that bad? Um, if they, maybe they were a little, I, I don't even know. And I, I read the news every day. Like it sort of just gets lost in the shuffle. And then we assume like a kind of a blanket assumption that everything that we're being told is exactly right. But in his heart of hearts, the stories you wrote didn't reflect that at all, at all. And also, you know, if, if they were really terrible, awful imagery, wouldn't we know this 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20, I mean, why is it just now it's unacceptable? And then all of a sudden eBay is pulling the books. Yes. Amazon is. I mean, th there's something so incredibly creepy about this knee jerk decision. And, and it just, it does a disservice to, to Dr. Seuss. And, you know, I, 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 listen, maybe some people, maybe a small group of people will say, you know what? That image is offensive, but that is a small group of people. Maybe another small group of people said, I love that image or I love that book or I can kind of look past it. Why, do, why are their voices, why do they matter less? Well, right. I mean, the, 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 right, exactly. The subjective it's offensive um, is the basis for book burning parties. Uh, I, I, and and here, here's the thing, and you, you point this out with the Jimmy Kimmel example. Part of it is for conservatives or people who actually do believe in, in the right to offend uh, w without uh, running afoul of First Amendment protections, 
I think you have a hard time. We have a hard time believing that this is an opinion that's actually shared by a lot of people, and yet Jimmy Kimmel, sort of in a backdoor way, as you described, shares it. Uh, a uh, op-ed at the Nation. Uh, I would not, could not read those books to the kids. An op-ed at Newsweek. No, Dr. Seuss wasn't canceled. Enough with the hysteria about cancel culture. I mean, there really is a movement. Maybe it is relatively small, but it's uh, it's comprised of people that are influential that have platforms to to push this. And I think you you know uh, laugh it off. We laugh it off uh, to our peril. I'm not laughing. I have to say, I really, yeah, I really am yeah. not. Um, it, it's and you know, I think you're you're hitting on an interesting point. In theory, deep down, this should not be a conservative liberal argument. It should be about free speech. It should be about artistic expression. But I think that there are many people on the left who who see people on the right embracing free expression and 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 defending art that may be kind of challenging. And and I think they've turned it into a left to right mission. So the Ricky Gervaises of the world, who are liberal comedians who are defending free speech, they're the exceptions. The Glenn Greenwalds, and I think it's Matt Taibbi, journalists yeah. Who, yeah. who call out the rot in journalism, they're the exceptions. And I think, you know, for Jimmy Kimmel to look at that Dr. Seuss story, and his only takeaway is, oh my gosh, it could hurt, help Trump. It's bizarre. It's such a bizarre reaction. That, that would be like 85th on my list of, of thoughts about Dr. Seuss books getting, you know, taken off the marketplace. But that's, that's where he is, and he's got a late-night show, and he knows he's a a hardcore progressive, and he's got to speak to his tribe, and, and there you have it. He is Christian Toto, editor of Hollywood in Toto, T-O-T-O dot com, and uh, author of the piece we were discussing at realclearinvestigations.com. So this conservative comic goes on social media and dot, dot, dot. Christian Toto, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Show at danproftshow.com.